Good evening, everyone. Welcome to That Brit Rest TV Show. Once again, for the final instalment of Transatlantic Wrestling Challenge. And coming back, our victim, it's Mr. Kieran Lafort. <laughs> hey, Kieran. <laughs> I can't stay away. <laughs> well, I was like, once we started this project, like, I can't, I can't give up halfway through. Like, you have to stick with it to the end, don't you? You do. You just, you just yeah. got to ride, ride it out, ride it out. Mm-hmm. The trilogy is what... complete. Yeah. <laughs> How you been anyway, Kieran? Since uh, we last spoke, had COVID, uh, which coincided with a nightmare project at work, which uh, involved me doing an extra twenty something hours of overtime during that same week. Yeah, it's been great. <laughs> I've got to say you had a bit of the low keys on you um, on, yeah, on most matches this past week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was recorded the day after I tested positive. Uh, I am still officially not allowed to go outside. I haven't tested again yet. Like there's there's not any point. Uh, so probably maybe tomorrow, and then we'll see what I'm allowed to do this weekend. Yeah, seems to be going round again this COVID. So uh, I went out with a bunch of friends uh, a couple of weekends ago. We, it was our first time getting together like that, going out for a meal together in two years. There were 14 of us, seven of us tested positive after that. Uh, and we also peripherally got uh, the son of one of the couples who went and my girlfriend's friend who we saw the next day and that friend's mum. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's still here. It's not gone. Well, um, talking about that, things that, that are still here, and um, it's the Transatlantic Wrestling Challenge on YouTube. <laughs> things that won't go away. <laughs> things that won't go away. Well, it's episode five and episode six. Mm. So, Before we start, I made a little list of things, right? So they've been setting up various stories throughout this. Yeah. We've watched yeah. four episodes of it. And I made a little list of things that need to be resolved. I don't need to react to them. I'm just going to tell you what, what I think they are. Yeah. The tournament, obviously, we have to crown a winner. We do. Prodig- uh, Prodigy's beef with the commissioner has been an ongoing storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, New South versus Bad Attitude. Yeah. So, so the two tag teams that have appeared. And Corey Williams versus the old British ref, John Hall. Yeah. Those are four things that have come up that so far, as of the end of episode four haven't been resolved, and we've got two episodes left. So let's see how we do. Well, we're joined by Mike Carlson and Mark Webster on commentary. Mike Carlson of um, Twitter fame this week. Um, <laughs> he came out of the woodwork, didn't he? <laughs> honestly, I, I could not believe that. I think it was Youngie dropping us in with uh, Mike <laughs> White, and, and then we got chatting about Transatlantic Wrestling Challenge. <laughs> But I hope they don't fun. listen to him because you're going to get your door knocked in. <laughs> <laughs> or I am. But but um, they said it was some of the be- be- best work they ever did. Okay. Yeah. Which was, I'm which not sure was, I'll uh, see any of their other work, but all right. <laughs> which, which was nice to, nice to hear. Um, yeah. So the lad's back on the commentary. As we get into the knockout rounds, we have a big yellow foam finger for Mike. As he says, thank fuck the group stages are done. Not in yeah. them. Yeah, way. he was. Uh, was it finally we're done with that stupid British system of groups and points and decisions and commissioners? Uh, completely shitting on the previous month of television. He'd <laughs> yeah. ate the G1, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so match number one is um, Tiny Tony Kazina versus Corey Williams. Uh, one of the commentators po- uh, points out the little fella with the big poncho. Yeah, uh, which is obviously Tiny Tony and uh, Confederate Corey once again with Aussie rules. Yeah, he dropped that confederate gear hadn't he and now he's back in it for some reason yeah um Web- webster says kazina is smaller than um cory's flag it probably was yeah um what's it Cow- mike carlson has started getting a hate for a uh, referee john hall and his dodgy refing I mean, both the refs have been dodgy. We talked about this last time. Like, both refs have been heels. The commissioner is a heel. Everybody is dodgy on this show. Well, well Carlson did say maybe in series two, he expected a bit of a punch off John Hall. See if there <laughs> ever was a series two. So, um, hey, who knows? That could have escalated into like the UK's version of Gene Oakland versus Mark Madden. Uh, Oh, yeah, you've had to watch that recently, haven't you? I have, I have. <laughs> uh, um, Mark Webster's um, t- supposedly as well had a drink with, t- with Tony Kazina the night before in the uh, mini bar, and mm. Tony only had half. Yes, it, it's like, I don't know why they do it. It's like both of them are making sure, we talked about this before as well, how like there are some people that both of them will just go in with both feet on. Like maybe yeah. they didn't like them or something. <laughs> Or just hate short yeah. people in general. Yeah. Um, so what uh, what did you think of this uh, match, Kieran? Well, Kazina kind of does some drop kicks uh, and gets. You remember the old Big Show finisher, the alley oop. The alley oop, like yeah, yeah, I'm gonna power bomb you. Oh no, I'm not. Over my head you go. Yeah, it's like a um, reverse power bomb, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and then he gets super kicked to the floor where Aussie rules chokes him with his boomerang. Not a euphemism. Uh, they do the old slingshot sunset flip back inside with rules grabbing Corey's hands to stop him go over. The ancient ref somehow breaks their grip. Um, Williams then grabs the top rope instead and the ref kicks the hands away. Corey goes over, ref makes the count. And I immediately wrote, no, 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 no. That's not how you do this spot. (laughs) Corey is fine to grab the top rope. There's nothing wrong with that. All the referee can do is count to five. And even then he should be counting Kazina because he's the one with the offensive hold on. The way you do it is he grabs the ropes and gets pulled away and then he gets his hands grabbed and that's where the ref is fine to kick the hands away. Yeah. I see this spot done wrong more often than I see it done right. <laughs> it's, it's done a lot in wrestling. I have expected yeah. a bit of um, Aloha Ran as well from, uh, <laughs> from Corey. Yeah. Uh, nothing match, but well executed apart from a crap finish, I think. And it ends with... Um... What's it, Corey and uh, the referee, John Hall, having a bit of a skirmish at the end? Yeah, Corey gives Hall a wedgie and spanks him on the ass, And then Hall goes and yells at Carlson for reasons. Yeah, he must have overheard that uh, Carlson was uh, giving giving him shit. Yeah. Uh, After the match, Carlson does a recap where he pronounces idiotic as two separate words. (laughs) Idiotic. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Corey does a boring interview with old Sophie Blake backstage where he rightly says the ref isn't supposed to kick his hands off the ropes and turns himself babyface, saying he was wrong about the British fans and the only Brit he really hates is that senile old goat, Jeff Hall. 
So he even gets his name wrong. He gets his name wrong. In um, as well, he, he mentions paragraph four, page eighty-seven of the rule book. <laughs> that sounds like bloody um, Hulk, Hulk Hogan's defamation lawsuit yeah. against Vince yeah. Russo. Uh, <laughs> uh, match number two. Now it's the one and only John Ryan, the mute, with uh, Mike White um, doing all the talking for him as ever. Versus the Cumbrian Cowboy, the Vigilante. Don't call him Johnny Moss. Um, yeah, who's now, and we talked about this as well, like Mossy Net is now a baby face for this one match for some reason. Yeah. It's very weird. Uh, Ryan shoves down, quote, Ian the cameraman. Uh, for the second match in a row, uh, no opening bell, but someone in the crowd very loudly, loudly yells, ding, ding. <laughs> It's a Brit rest thing. I've I've done it many times. <laughs> I was, when, I, when, the, when the MP3s fucked up on the soundboard, <laughs> just so two impact. things. The very first show I ever went to before the main event, a guy in the row behind me stole the bell, and the ring announcer was just looking around for it, and just I think eventually just went, "Let battle commence." Um, and I go to uh, Purpose Wrestling in Wimbledon Library quite a lot. And uh, there you have uh, Michael Oku. He's not babyface Michael Oku. He's the heel, the OJMO. And he did a he did a promo in which he mocked them using bell.wav. He wanted a 10-bell a ten salute for the end of um, Destination Everywhere, his group. Yeah. And he's like, I want, I, I, want, I want 10 hits of the bell. And the guy hits the button and he goes, ding, ding, ding. And he's like, what are you doing? That's three already. <laughs> he's like, where's your bell? Where's your proper bell? Bastard. Very good. Um, I did put with this a um, few things. Um, this should be a good match, and also, uh, and also, JJ Rivers, the referee. I smell shenanigans, and um, the Cum- I think I mentioned it last time. The Cumbrian Cowboy, Johnny Moss, looking like a young Andre Baker. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> you said you said last time you looked like Andre been put in the wash. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't look like that now. Uh, um, this was edited to all hell. Like they were trying to tell the basic story of White continually distracting the ref, but they cut to it so much they make it look like he's doing it even when his own man is in control. Like the guy is, could not keep off the edit button. This is where he was trying to untie the um, turnbuckle pad, weren't it? Oh, we'll get yeah, yeah. So uh, Vidge, uh, Vidge, <laughs> Vidge catches Ryan. Faffing around with a turnbuckle pad uh, and hits the splash mountain for the win. That was that, uh, that's my entire note on the the matches. This match. Yeah. What's what's it? Mossy it, it Ryan with a burning hammer. Yeah. So it it was like it's basically unwatchable thanks to the production. But you get to see four moves and they're all pretty well executed. There's a press slam, a gut wrench suplex, a burning hammer, and the match winning splash mountain. Like yeah. at the very least, they were well executed. This is our two first quarterfinals done in under 15 minutes. And yeah. there's been promos. Yeah. It's just how you want it, isn't it? It's just mm. get in there, get it done, get it badly edited. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Gary Steele is up next. Uh, he does a boring interview next to a towel, which I realised at the end was to cover the top half of a mirror so you couldn't see the cameraman. Just go somewhere else. I think he might have been doing like a take on bloody Perry Saturn's moppy. (laughs) My initial note was he does a boring interview next to Towley from South Park. (laughs) 
Um, he says he's worried about David Young's tag partner getting involved. Uh, Sophie Blake on this show has now conducted two on-camera interviews and not said a word in either of them. Yeah. Um, shall we get Shall we get into the adverts quickly? There's adverts here. Yeah. Um, so there was Nat West, uh, Spec Savers, Triple Wax Jet Wax. Now. I wrote, I didn't write the product down. I just wrote, a young lad is surprised and impressed as the local MILF uses a jet wash to clean her car. Yeah. It, it looked, this looked like the start of my fit older next door neighbor. This looked like the start of a porno. Or, or the uh, video by Fountains of Wayne, Stacey's mum. <laughs> that would have been around this time as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. Stacey's yeah. mum has got it going on. Uh, <laughs> um, also, home base is uh, Neil Morrissey. Making a, a welcome return. Unibonk glue. No more nails. Farting babies at Mac at McDonald's. Christ. Three... Stacey's mum wasn't out for three years after this. Fucking hell. So... Yeah. <laughs> so what year is that? 2003. Came, uh, came out in May 2003. God, it's nearly 20 year old, that tune. Yeah. We're oh. old. We're old. <laughs> Bloody hell. I, I was talking at work today. Acceptable in the 80s by Calvin Harris. 15 years old. Christ. <laughs> a, a girl who works on our desk said, I was five when that came out. Oh, yeah, I have a colleague who was born in December 1999. Jesus. I feel fucking older. I'm only 38. Uh, <laughs> and also there was an advert for Freeport Braintree. Um, have you been to that uh, establishment? I don't know what that is. What? I so must have skipped that. So it's a bit like Cheshire Oaks, like one of these outlet villages. Oh, no. The only one I've been to is Bista. And it was basically, it was packed with Chinese people looking for a bargain. And I say bargain, legitimately the cheapest thing I saw on sale there, and I can't remember what it was, was 150 quid. So needless to say, I came away empty-handed that day. <laughs> well, it is the outskirts of Oxford, so uh, yeah. I, I, I've, been, I've been Oxford twice and both times. Pretty expensive. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Booking sheet is out in the back uh, with uh, Rick Michaels and David Young. Yeah, completely to oblivious to the camera, practically up their noses uh, <laughs> as they, they're in the dressing room and they discuss going with plan A to beat Gary Steele. Mm. Well, let's see. As in match number three, it's Graves and Gary. It's <laughs> Gary Steele versus TNA's own David Young. Uh, Carlson mentions Steele is wearing um, a shower curtain as his, as his cape. Mm -hmm. uh, and we also have um, an inset um, shouty promo by David Young that plagues over black and white footage. Um, what were your takes on this one, Kieran? Well, I, it was weird. So in what could be, the unless he wins this match, this is potentially, or of course, the, I guess it's the tag team thing. Potentially, this is the last time we see David Young. And mm. now they give him a character vignette. Yeah. The wrestling clips are crap because I think it was just like punching and maybe a hip toss. Um, uh, and then they cut to a bar where there's him and Michaels, who is dressed like some sort of undercover fisherman, and they ride a rodeo bull, and that was it. 
All I could take from the promo was Dave delights and night on the piss. Yeah. Yeah. It, very, very much like going down the uh, smoking guns route or um, what that fucking tag team on NXT 2.0 who like the smoking guns. Oh, God, I don't know. I've never seen a minute of that. Oh, is it called Bro- Brooks Jensen and fucking the other, other toss oh, bag? Uh, oh, BJ and JB. BJ and JB, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Is, is one of them the Virgin? I can't remember. Yes, I one only, of them the Virgin. I only yeah. know this by listening to Brian and Vinny shows. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Um, he, he is a Virgin. Uh, talking about Virgin on the ridiculous, uh, this, this <laughs> match. You say that. And but I was thinking about this today. On reflection, I think this is the probably the best match of the entire run in well, terms of actual wrestling. So there's a match later on in mm-hmm. episode six, which I think is the best match of the series. Okay. Well, this one I did put good match for the five minutes or so, maybe yeah, three. Yeah, it's like edits. it was it was simple, fun, well executed, and not ruined by the edit. Um, yeah. So uh, Steele kind of he takes an early advantage with a bunch of different arm drags and a drop kick that knocks Young out to the floor. Uh, I noticed at this point Gary Steele doesn't seem to know what to do with his arms when he's doing anything else, though. No, uh, they sort of hang limply by his sides while he does all this. Uh, Young cuts Steele off and does a weird flip into a neck breaker for uh, chucking Steele outside so Michaels can bop him on the nose a couple of times. Um, they tell us Steele is bleeding, but it's impossible to see in this quality. Uh, Back in the ring, Steele runs both heels together, slams Michaels, then turns Young's backdrop attempt into a DDT for the pin. Perfectly competent. Graves in Gary um, uh, advances, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah, no, was competent, I will yeah. say, definitely. It's certainly the best match on this show, on this episode. <laughs> well, talking of uh, <laughs> not good matches, we go to our fourth match now, which is the goth bin bag himself. It's Sin versus Paul Vault with Gemini. Yes. Uh, Vault entering the um, the ring doing the Kurt Angle twirl, I saw. Yes. Uh, this would have been... Now, Like this is sort of like the start of the rise of Kurt Angle, isn't it? it so is, like yeah. He'd done the Taz debut at uh, Royal Rumble, and that was like the last... Like, that. That was the last kind of like big loss before they started pushing him, I think, like yeah. really pushing him. Yeah. yeah. Like, but this time next year, like he's fully formed and he's like a big deal and world champion. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, yes. Perhaps he was trying to be like a mini Kurt Angle. I did wonder watching this, you know, how AEW has a big box of shiny black trousers that they squeeze all the women into and the blade. <laughs> they do, yeah, yeah, yeah. They right. do, yeah. Do you think they picked him up at Chris Champion's estate sale when he died? <laughs> Fucking dead, yeah. <laughs> Some shiny clever on the on, on show here, isn't there? Yeah. yeah, and and Sin has fangs as well. He does have fangs. Also, turns out that outfit's a two piece because his shirt comes off at some point. Now, I will say this. It, it was almost like Hulk Hogan tearing off his shirt, like Lola <laughs> dropping the straps, because instantly when he took that fucking top off, he became a better wrestler. <laughs> Do you think it increased the blood flow to his brain? It did, yeah. It, <laughs> it, 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 it did cut off the supply of him being a fucking competent wrestler. 
the director in this one makes sure to get a great shot of Sin moving into position for Paul Volt's moonsault. Oh, he's uh, bad. They the then, then they pick the worst possible angle. So basically, Paul Volt just <laughs> appears out of the top of a ring post at the side of the screen. <laughs> And then during the cover for the kick out, they cut to this weird, like quick zoom of Sin's face. Yeah. It's very, it becomes very clear that these people had never shot wrestling before and apparently didn't want to watch any before, before taking this job. Um, they do the worst head scissors I've ever seen going in the wrong direction. Uh, and then Volt runs the ropes jumps over Sin, does two press-ups and spins into an elbow drop. And I wrote, what is going on? This match is just it's so weird. I, I put in brackets for that push-up elbow, weak as piss. Like, what the what the fuck was it? Yeah, it. but why did he have to run, do a rope <laughs> run beforehand? It's like, it's one of, the, one of the moves I really hate in wrestling is uh, Kofi Kingston's boom drop. <laughs> where he does two runs of the ropes, stops, shimmies his shoulders, and then jumps into the air. Why did you run in the first place? I suppose it's very much like the five-knuckle shuffle. and Yeah. Yeah, similar yeah. to that. They, they all try and imitate what The Rock did, but the thing is, The Rock actually did run. Yes. And the best one ever was in The Loafers, where he did the slide for David Boy Smith. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tremendous. Uh, Volt whips in into a corner and then waits forever to remember for him to bounce out and hit uh, into a power slam. Uh, Volt is just so Sin throughout this match. Sin keeps looking at Gemini, who very boringly and blank face insists there's nothing going on. Um, uh, Volt is distracted, admonishing Gemini, uh, and then misses a swanton. Sin covers, and once Volt has remembered to stick his feet under the ropes, um, and she has been reminded, Gemini holds his feet down, and Sin gets the pin. Sin and Gemini leave together. This was fucking rancid. <laughs> this was bad wrestling, stupid story, bad production. Sin did literally nothing. No, he didn't have one offensive move in his whole match and he still won i fucking hated this all of it what about the um chanting on the outside from gemini pool pool <laughs> i will have plenty more to say about the character of gemini next week um so yeah gemini doing the uh old bobby Ean and uh, Bobby and chicken uh helping the oh. uh sweaty goth win the match uh put sin <laughs> Is the absolute shits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, it was bad. God, I agree with you. Mate. Yeah, they do. Uh, Paul Volt does an interview backstage. Uh, Sophie finally gets to speak and ask a question. And Volt says, she just left me. I could see it happening, but couldn't do anything to stop it. Yes, you could. You didn't have to keep beating up the goth in a bin bag. <laughs> you could have said anything. <laughs> I, he says, I was there when she was nobody. Mate, she's not exactly Sasha fucking Banks now. <laughs> <laughs> this was, it's all dreadful. It's so bad. <coughs> oh, my word. Oh. Anyway, anyway, our first women's match is next. Uh, well, Rick's yeah. is having words with Sophie Blake. I put smacker Sophie, raised eyebrows from Sophie as we go into the adverts. Um, <laughs> Rick, Rick, Rick tied. I, 
was it anyone famous or yeah uh hang on well not necessarily famous so she was uh the prodigette in the latter days of ecw uh so Ooh. she was yeah so she was part of that that crew of sideshow freaks that had the musket she was simon diamond's crew of like the musketeer the simon yeah. says uh, music yes. yeah yeah exactly uh and she was alongside their prodigy who was a guy called tom marquez yeah, uh, not the guy who we've seen on on this show, who has vanished into thin air. Apparently, um, she did, or maybe still does, a variety of martial arts, including she has a taekwondo black belt and was a taekwondo instructor. Yeah. Her first match was a vale tudo rules match, so like a real fight against Yumiko Hota in All Japan Women in 1996. She still wrestles under her real name of Angel Orsini, and she wrestled this year and recently turned 53. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I was thinking, like, with the women, uh, like, women wrestlers, like, oh, Lexi Five must be on this show or something. She was I, all around then. My memory was it was Lexi Five and not Riptide. Like, yeah. she was, like, Lexi Five was the heel. Basically, all I knew about this, I mean, apart from, like, this has happened, was, like, there was a bad women's match was yeah. what I knew. Um, and I was under the impression it was Lexi Fife and then the baby face we are going to talk about shortly. Yeah. Um, so the adverts, we have Unibon Glue once again. No more nails. Hey, double Chester. slot. They're the same company, right? Yeah, so yeah. they buy a double ad slot and run their ads back to back. And they did, that happened this week and happened next week too. Yeah. HSBC bank mortgages. Arctic Ice. Gillette Spray. The McTriple with cheese, as endorsed by Jeff Hurst. <laughs> uh, mobile phones with BT Cellnet on a, 30, a Nokia 3510. Oh, we, mate, I was going to ask, did you know you can now get the internet and email on your phone? Amazing technology. What will they think of next? But bloody hell. Um, <laughs> back, in, back in the days of phones like that, I always mm -hmm. remember like the uh, the dating the dating app on like O2 on them sort of phones. Oh, where really? You, where you had to put fucking uh, ASL, which I found out was a age, sex and location. I'm like, ASL, what the fuck's this? And mm. yeah, um, if you wanted to give someone your number, you couldn't type it out in the actual numbers. You had to do it in the lettered sort of <laughs> Because there was sort of like a block on it. Like, like GDPR before GDPR. Well, uh, not even that. It's kind of like um, uh, it's so you stay within the app as well. And if you're paying for it, continue to pay for it. There is like a safety aspect <laughs> too. But like uh, even some more modern uh, dating services will block that kind of thing. Yeah, and it's like if you wanted to uh, like send, oh, what do you look like, sort of thing, and it's, it'd be like, how the fuck do you social? What you look like on a Nokia thirty three ten? Just be a bunch of grey pixels. I think it'd be like on like the bloody color color phones, like the orange and blue one, and yeah. um, it'd be like a fucking pixelated image of them, like, yeah. oh, you look sexy in your pixels. <laughs> <laughs> you look blurry. <laughs> yeah. Um, but fascinating, isn't it? Like internet on your phones back then. Mm. I had a, uh, I had a fifty-five ten. This would have been a couple of years later. I think I did have something before that that had. That did had. you have Snake? Je ah, Jeff had Snake. 
it was it was a Nokia. All Nokias had snake. Uh, I yeah, I had a Nokia fifty five ten, which was the one that wasn't like a like portrait. It was a landscape phone. I had a full keyboard on it with the screen in the middle, and I bought it because it was the first one I could get that had an MP three player in it. Ah, and you could, if I ripped them at terrible quality. I could get both discs of Metallica's S&M double album on it. <laughs> and I would listen to that on the bus on the way to work for like six months at a time. Yeah. So stuff like bloody, um, God, we, we downloading MP3s off Napster mm-hmm. at, work, at work on the dial up internet. <laughs> it, t- it took me eight, an- eight hours to download fucking uh, Take Me Out by Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> what, d- darker than manatee. Fucking... <laughs> Amazing stuff. Anyway, Disneyland Paris as well was advertised. But here we go. As we go into match number five, Violet Flame versus Riptide. Now, my first note was, and I think she is coming up, but um, I was like, Nikita mustn't be available. Uh, Rip Riptide, the ultimate fighting machine, like Karma Mustafa. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, I've never, never heard of Violet Flame. No, no. I she thought she might be called Violent Flame. Yeah, <laughs> she'd been around about four or five years, I think, at this point. But like, I'd oh. never seen her before. Never seen her since. I presume she's also not still wrestling. <laughs> I think it, I was thinking she wasn't the manager like earlier, like in the uh, series. I think someone else no. had a manager, didn't they? The, uh, Kung Poo Kid Tasha. I thought it might have been Tasha. No, I don't think it was. Uh, I think this is this woman was American, like Riptide. I can tell you, she has the worst stomps I've ever seen. Can't yeah. run the ropes, and her flying, flying in inverted commas clothesline was she got about two inches off the ground and did not propel herself forward in any way. <laughs> it's all like the clothesline that you do if like, you like play play wrestling in a bedroom or something like that or, yeah. or, or yeah. on the fields. And then civilizations rose and fell in the time it took John Hall to get down and count the bridging O'Connor roll pin <laughs> for the finish. <laughs> terrible. <coughs> Absolutely terrible. Right. At this point, I wrote, I hate this show. It took me an hour and a half to get through the first 32 minutes, and I'd written 1,300 words of notes. <laughs> <laughs> this this episode was a fucking slog, and we're not done yet. <laughs> I, I will say Riptide did a nice Northern Lights uh, suplex. Oh, with the, with the double with wrist the clutch? Yes. Yeah. The Molly Holly suplex. Molly go round. Was it Molly go round? No, that was the her flip. Molly Holly yeah. did this suplex. Yeah. yeah. I thought that looked very competent. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Rip, Rip Tide um, wins, was, wins. Uh, with, with help from the ropes. Carlson points out that John Hall missed it again, you know, extending their feud. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Um, Can't wait for that match. So, who comes out now to interrupt? Who let the tank out? Who, 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 who? Yes, and he's brought with him a hilarious American accent and a female friend uh, who he identifies as Nikita, who people might know as Nikita from the FWA or Winter from TNA or Katie Lee Birchall from uh, WWE. 
Yes, so that she was like the most famous British women's wrestler that wasn't Klondike Kate. <laughs> she was for a while, yeah, early 2000s. Um, uh, Violet attacks Nikita. Uh, at the first bell of the show rings, and we go straight into match number six, Violet Flame versus Nikita. Yes, bonus match action as we have a body check by Nikita, flat, flattening Violet. Power slam by Nikita eventually, after a bit of miscommunication on what to do next, he like looked at each other like, oh, oh, all right then, whee! Um, it's our second whip into a corner, hesitate, walk out into a power slam spot in 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, they So they decided to dress this new baby face all in black, the heel like colour. Yeah. Uh, and make the woman who was the face just two minutes ago now the heel in this match. Also, yeah. she was the loser in the last match. Yeah. They must have fucked up a side slam so badly, they chose to cut away between the pickup and them hitting the mat. <laughs> um, poor cat. Poor Nikita. Like, she's got no idea what she's doing yet. This, this is, I believe, legitimately her first match in front of a crowd. Who, Nikita? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, she's got no idea what she's doing, and she's against someone who'd already explode, exposed herself as, like, barrel scrapings in the match we've just seen. Yeah. Um, to quote Brian Alvarez, minus five stars. This was <laughs> horrific. Um, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I can't, you can't blame somebody in their first match. Violet Flame had already shown herself to be bad in the previous match. Yeah. Um neither of them should have been put in this position. Like everybody has to have their first match, obviously at some point, everybody yeah. has to have their first TV match at some point. These two things should not happen at the same time. Oh no. Um, Violet flame, Brown streak. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Add it to the list of uh, Kung Fu, Kung Fu kid. <laughs> yeah. Souls. Yeah. Psycho, Psycho Steve. <laughs> Mike Carlson says Nikita quote, knows what she's doing in the ring, sir. I dispute that. <laughs> and to be to be honest, though, I, my memories of Nikita, she was like fucking really good in the FWA. She got yeah, she got better. Um, uh, I did read something about her training, but uh, conveniently on the show we're we're talking about Nikita. I've completely forgotten all of it. Um, but she uh, once she like found like the FWA and Sloan and that kind of thing. Like she she improved rapidly. Um, after the match, Riptide calls Nikita the best in the UK, and I wrote, fucking hell, if she's the best, I don't want to see number two or below. <laughs> well, uh, well, the thing is, I guess there weren't, there weren't many women's wrestlers about at that time. I don't really know. Like, I wasn't following British wrestling at this point, so I don't. Like, I didn't even know the men on the scene, let alone the women, who were women I mean, far fewer. Even in, like, the early days of, like, the, like, like FWA and that, uh, I mean, there really weren't any. Like your your options for women's wrestling was Pippa Levin's dodgy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so there were so few uh, women that in the FWA, Nikita just wrestled the men. Yeah, yeah like yeah. nobody thought nobody thought anything of it. Like she had a full on feud with Paul Travell for months, and like you know, uh, they did eventually like bring in some women for her, but like there was never a women's division in that company. And she was just on the shows and it would be a singles or a tag and Nikita would, would wrestle dudes and was absolutely fine doing it. Yeah. Um, 
Riptide challenges Nikita for next week and says she wants the transatlantic trophy on the line. And I'm like, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> is that not the prize for the men's tournament? Like, why is there suddenly now a women's trophy that only Rippy knows about? Where has this extra trophy come from? I was, I, and I had the same initial thought. Like, surely there's all of the men's yeah. trophy. Yeah. More on this later. Match number seven now. Seven match cards. Seven it, matches. Do it, you understand why I wrote so many fucking notes on this episode? This is Rampage, baby. <laughs> <laughs> As we have the big tag match, the new South versus Bad Attitude. Aussie Rules is now a Confederate soldier in his yes. uniform as well. <laughs> Uh, I, I came up with a joke that I wish they thought of. Like, is Ozzy from Sydney? Because then he at least he'd be New South Wales. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, New South are suddenly baby faces for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the cameraman does a 360 degree spin and almost falls over during somebody's entrance. I nearly threw up at that point. It was horrible. Um uh, what happens? Uh, Williams comically throws both attitudes around as Carlson calls Michaels Chris Michaels, who's a completely different wrestler. Uh, Williams hits the loosest stunner I've ever seen, and they do a double tag. Rules bounces Young all over the place until he misses an elbow drop, and there's another double tag. And I'm like, does Michaels have a restraining order against Aussie Rules? Are they not allowed to wrestle each other? Um, so uh, Corey points the ref's attention elsewhere and gives Rick a quick kick to the dick. Uh, Bates Young in, Aussie comes in as well Corey collides with Young in the middle of the ring Rules hits a slingshot leg drop on Young and Michaels hits a top rope splash on Corey both cover, the referee counts a pin uh, the referee realises two pins occurred at the same time and looks like a confused idiot and here comes the commissioner and he's oh, got I, some new people with him I can't, I, can't, I can't wait for your Andre Baker impression again <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Andre has uh, Seek and Destroy with him, who are a tag team of uh, two skinny fuckers in camo trousers and T-shirts that say <laughs> Seek and Destroy. You know, you, you, and destroy. all I could think of with fucking Sting's entrance theme from WCW, you know, from Metallica, yeah. Seek and Destroy. Good track. Um, so this fucking moron concludes that as one opponent pinned the other guy... Um, the two men who scored pins will now have to form a new tag team. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> so Rick Michaels and Aussie Rules are now a team, apparently. The exact are. words. I am now sanctioning the transatlantic titles for next week. And these are the challengers, points at Seek and Destroy. And the other team will be, as I said, they've got two choices. You either do it or you don't do it. But that's the way it is. Take it or leave it. Seems like a long name for a tag team, doesn't it? <laughs> Take it or leave it. <laughs> yeah, well, no, 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 no. The other team will be, as I said, they got two choices. You either do it or you don't do it, but that's the way it is. Take it or leave it. I don't think that'll fit on a t shirt. Um, <laughs> backstage, Ozzy and Rick do an interview where Ozzy Rules actually manages to put some logic in this and says, It's not Michaels he has a problem with, it's young, and it's not Ozzy that Michaels is mad at, it's Corey. So they should have no issue functioning as a team. Yeah. The problem with all this, uh, the problem with all this, is that rules pinned young, neither of whom were legal. If the ref count counts for anything, legal man Michaels pinned legal man Williams, so they just win. Yeah. We are 
fuck my life. We are <laughs> carrying on the tradition of the main event of this show being A, dog shit, <laughs> yep, and B, complete nonsense. This was diabolical WCW booking. I, one of my lines here, I put torn, tournaments coming out of his ass as Andre Baker like Tony Khan. I, like, they've now invented another yeah. trophy. <laughs> so Sponsor, next week... Sponsorship deal with Brasso, innit? <laughs> well, maybe it was like three for the price of two at the uh, the trophy shop down the road. Unibond, uni, uni a bit of no more nails, and there's your Brasso. <laughs> Shut it. So next week we've been promised Rules and Michaels versus Seek and Destroy, Nikita versus Riptide, Sin versus Tony Kazina, Vigilante versus Gary Steele, and the tournament final. Worst episode yet. This was like watching Russo era WCW or TNA, but with worse matches. Apart from Steele and Young, who poor bastard had to lose twice on this episode, making him as bad as Violet Flame, this was thumbs in the armpits, red reels, rotten television. It took me it took me two and a half hours to get through this 50-minute episode, and I write I wrote over two thousand words on it. <coughs> Do you know what I'm doing tomorrow, Andy? Go on. Legitimately, tomorrow night I'm talking with Alan Forel about New Japan Pro Wrestling. <coughs> <laughs> and tonight, no offense to you, I like you, you're a nice guy. Tonight I'm talking to you about this fucking nonsense. <laughs> What are you going to take with the rough with the smooth with podcasting? (laughs) (laughs) Um, What about Johnny Moss's promo at the end where he shows, ready, aim, fire, (laughs) bump? Yeah, it's really weird because, I mean, I was going to get onto it because we're now we're heading into the final episode. And uh, there is a part later on where he grabs a microphone and does a promo. And he actually, he sounds fine there, like doing it off the cuff on the mic. He's fine. But like, pre-taped backstage it was like sixth form drama school acting it was so uh, so wooden very weird unbelievable yep but we've only got one more episode to go here we go episode six <laughs> are you ready will be the king of the transatlantic wrestling challenge asks our voiceover man t1 climax final <laughs> 32 <laughs> As uh, Mike Carlson and Mark Webster are back at the desk with all of the trophies behind them. Yeah. As we get into match number one, the first semi-final, it's tiny Tony Kazina versus Goffina Bimbag with Gemini. Yes, they're both now in sin makeup. Like, she might as well be made of plaster because her face is just completely inert, completely blank. Um, one, of, one of my notes here, Kieran, is it look like a pair of goth makeup nulls. they like so he's in like the shiny black outfit gemini apparently just found a pair of yoga pants and a black jumper backstage yeah um they say for the first time tony kazina is wearing his nwa north american title belt the same title belt he has worn Every time he's come out on this show. <laughs> yeah, for, first time ever. He only took him six episodes to recognise yeah, it. Did, didn't notice. Um, uh, Carlson did squeeze in the line. Gemini got tired of Paul Vault and she decided better latex than never. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> she is still 
blank face and devoid of any life, though. She looks like, in this makeup and this outfit, she looks like someone's mum who has just remembered it's Halloween tonight and she better make some sort of effort for the trick-or-treaters. And, and, and you know what effort she made? Sin. Sin. <laughs> sin. Sin. <laughs> well, the sin Fuck shirt comes that. off again. Yeah. <laughs> He batters Tony for what feels like an hour. Gemini also chokes him on the ropes. Uh, Tony avoids a corner charge, comes back with a drop kick and a crossbody, both off the top. When he goes up for a third time, though, Gemini sweeps his leg out and he crotches himself. Sin scoops him off the top into a spinning powerbomb for the pin. That's it. Well, on my notes here, I put the crowd a chanting for Sin. I put... Yes. <laughs> what? Where, where did this babyface run come? Um, we had a spin kick by Sin. And a and a X factor as oh, well. Oh yes, I forgot about that. <laughs> you know, it was where's this wrestler been? <laughs> I believe the commentary called it an incredible drop. Ah, right, the incredible yeah. drop. Uh, <laughs> the, not, well, an incredible, yeah. Um, do you want to go into the aftermatch promo where it's similar I, to David Young, but this is sin in the hairdressers? I absolutely do. So. With one more match to go, so Sin ha will wrestle once more. And again, we finally get a profile video. Yeah. Shot in an Alabama car park. <laughs> he then goes into the hairdresser and the gym, and we see him coming out of the dentist, all in full gimmick. I fucking howled. This is possibly the second best thing of the entire run. The first best being the fight into the uh, football program on yeah. episode four or whatever it was. Yeah, him <laughs> walking into the hairdressers in his full shiny get-up with a trench coat on. And he's saying, I'm here for my hair appointment. And the woman behind the counter goes, oh, yeah, Mr. Sin, please take a seat. Fucking crack me up. <laughs> and then he's on a recumbent bike in the gym, again, in his shiny gear. <laughs> Must have been sweating like fuck. Oh, yeah. I, I did find this very funny. <laughs> oh, my God. I bet they were pissing the sides. Like when the bloody camera caught the belt. <laughs> Absolutely howling. Anyway, match number two now. The other semi-final. The true battle of Britain. Not Lennox <laughs> Lewis versus um, Frank Bruno, but the Vigilante versus Gravesend Gary. Who will mm -hmm. win? Moss versus Steel. Mossy's now heel again. He grabs a mic and he, he croakily yells about how he hates Gary Steele and the whole crowd. Um, Seal has a red knee support under his knee pad uh, that the commentators bring up. Foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, no shine for Gary. Moss is all over him from the get-go with a big clothesline and what I call a lumpy handspring elbow, where he seemed confused about which way to turn in the middle of the spring. He was a bit like um, Homer Simpson doing a cartwheel when he was uh, a <laughs> side sidekick. It was, it was like Great Muta doing the handspring elbow now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, he does a second one uh, and Steele catches him and launches him into orbit with a released German suplex. It was great. Potentially, it was potentially the best looking move of the entire run. Um, yeah. uh, he has an overhead belly to belly for a two count, but Moss reverses out of a face lock and gives him another beating. Uh, Moss does a flip sent on from the middle rope, but Carlson calls a headbutt off the top, but Steele kicks out. It was uh, like a, a split-legged moonsault, weren't oh, it? Then he, did a, then he did a split-legged moonsault, and Carlson decided that was a spinning headbutt off the top. Yeah. Uh, Moss misses a 450, gets plunged with a judo throw, uh, but Steele 
Moss didn't need to move out of the way. Gary Steele would have overshot that moonsault anyway. He yeah. went so far across the ring. Uh, Moss clumps on a small package, but Steele re- sort of like just shifts his weight and does a really boring reversal. And the referee counts like he's just been told his house is on fire and Steele wins. <laughs> I will. I will say for me, this is the best match of the six episodes. Just. Like the the um, suplexes from Moss, like the bloody high flying stuff, he was just pulling out. I thought it was like top notch. Yeah, uh, I think um, I think as a match, I preferred the the David Young and Gary Steele one from the previous yeah. episode. But like this again, like perfectly competent wrestling. So, Which uh, is more than could be said for a lot of the matches we've well, had to watch. Well, yeah. exactly. And um, so after the match, Moss batters Steele. Uh, Kicks his leg Paul, out of his leg, just like Owen Hart. <laughs> he does, yeah. So uh, Paul Volt comes out to say, Gary, Gary with an injured knee. And uh, so Commissioner says, Gary has a bad injury and can't compete in the final and puts Johnny in the final. And then Gary's like, I I won't let my country down. Yeah. As he says, all right, I'll be fine for the final. Don't worry. Yeah. So, I mean... Assuming the commissioner has authority, right? If he has already named a replacement, Gary Steele can't just stand up and say, no, I'm doing it. Yeah. Like, the decision it's has simple. to be reversed somehow, right? Officially. Makes him look stupid, doesn't it? Yeah. Makes Johnny look stupid as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Gar- Gary's in the final, but uh, we'll get many a promo later on where um, the doctor's just feeling mm. his uh, obbly knees. <laughs> I will go on. Uh, <laughs> um, adverts now has uh, mm. Nokia, Nokia 3510 internet time again. Gladiator, the film. Yeah, there's a new film out called Gladiator. Want to go see it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> I remember buying that on VHS and uh, we watched it one Christmas. Mm-hmm. What a film. I'm not a fan. I'm not bothered. I don't like Ridley Scott movies anyway, it turns out. I've tried yeah. to watch several of them, and they like he's not for me. Uh, I also had the DVD. I might still have the DVD. I can't really see my shelf from here, or it might have gone to Computer Exchange ages ago. Um, and I thought, oh, I'll watch it with the director's commentary on, and then turned it off within just a couple of minutes because Ridley Scott was just banging on about the how it took ages for them to choose the font for the title. <laughs> so boring. <laughs> um Oh, what's the other ad that I wrote? Oh, yeah. Some cheeky cow nicks her flatmate's new dress, goes out clubbing in it, squirts it with Febreze when she gets home, and that's it. Well, here it's called Comfort Refresh. So this is the um, artist um, soon to be known as Febreze. <laughs> <laughs> Febreze uh, before he got his name changed by the, by Vince. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was his uh, NXT name um, before yeah. he went to the main roster. Also, I imagine uh, Febreze is, is an early tag partner of Fandango. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Tyler Febreze. Tyler Febreze. Bottom. Dale Winton's Daily Mail picker prize. Mm. Dale Winton, legend. Supermarket <laughs> sweep and uh, bring on the wall. If you yes. ever remember, all in the wall. What, what a great Saturday evening show that was. And um, Magnum double ice cream. Wow. Ah! <laughs> Dr. Dave has a look at Gary's knee as Gary <laughs> pleads, let me wrestle. Yeah. 
Yeah, the doc doesn't think Gary should carry on, uh, but Gary says, I have to. So they agree to ice it up and strap it up, and he will go He will go on later. It's, I think it's, they do this again later on, don't they? I think they do. It's very much Wrestling 101 in it, where they have a tournament final, but the baby face is like, got the bum wheel and... Yeah, there's nothing wrong with this as a story. Like, there's, you know, Taylor's oldest time when it comes to pro wrestling tournaments, isn't it? Yeah. Match number three is the tag trophy final of the tournament <laughs> that yeah. was made up. So, yeah. so this tournament so far has had one match, which ended in a in a kind of fucked up finish, and then neither of the half of each of those teams has formed another team and is now in the final against a third team who we saw for the first time last week and who haven't had a match yet. WCW, I'm telling you. It is, it is. Um, so, Aussie Rules and Rick Michaels, bad Aussies. <laughs> versus... Are they new attitude or are they bad new, self? Bad self. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, new attitude, that'd be a good one. Um, against Seek and Destroy. What? Yeah. Do you know who they are? No. They are the Macmillan brothers from Hammerlock. Right. And in 1995, at least, they were doing a National Front neo-Nazi gimmick. Fucking hell. Andy's eyebrows went into his ceiling when I told him that. Yeah. So they were, they were the Harris boys of the UK scene. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, I suppose they were, yeah. The Macmillan brothers. Uh, have they got a cage match profile, Kieran? Uh, I am just checking that now. I can only remember the name of one of them, and I've just spelt it wrong. So the cage match has gone. What are you on about? Um, I might also have spelt Macmillan wrong. This is riveting podcasting, isn't it? Ah, uh, no. Uh, but we will say, Seek and Destroy were two lads in uh, black cut off t shirts who look not like... even cut off. Not, not even massive baggy t shirts. And look like a bag of shit. <laughs> They, they were they were two trainees who were wet behind the ears, weren't they? No, a trainees. I know been it. At, it at least five well, years at this no, point. That's what, that's what I thought. I thought, oh god, they must have been trainees. But you're saying they're 1995. Yeah, so they are uh, Dave and Tony McMillan, uh, and I'm trying to see. They last wrestled, as far as I can see, on Cage Match. They last wrestled in 2011, <laughs> defeating. Yeah. Someone called Tommy Dean and Tank. Ooh. But yeah, they were Hammerlock, Hammerlock, Hammerlock all the way. Um, yeah, I remember. So one of my first forays onto the internet would have been in like 95, 96. And yeah. I would read Dean A.S.'s reports on Hammerlock shows because he was yeah. their ring announcer at the time and he would do a write-up of every show. Yeah. And that's how I, that's how I know who the Macmillans are. And yes, I remember uh, talking about their talking about the gimmick. Yes. Um. So, what do you think of this match? I, I did put lots of hit tosses from uh, Seek and Destroy. They do rough. I mean, they <laughs> Seek and Destroy wear t-shirts and camo trousers and do rubbish arm drags and get positioned as the fucking baby faces, despite yes. being the heel commissioner's hitmen. Um, I did quite like the line where uh, Carlson asks, is this seek or destroy? And uh, Mark replies, yes. <laughs> um, so uh, new attitude or bad south work over one of seek and destroy for about 30 seconds. 
prompting Mark to ask, how can he take so much pain? I'm like, he's a professional wrestler and he's been in the ring for half a minute. Calm down. Uh, Ozzy and Michaels run together. Michaels gets rolled up and pinned. And your, quote, tag team champions are two scruffy herberts who showed up last week, did nothing but arm drags and hip tosses. This was their first match and commentary doesn't even know their fucking names. Absolute drizzling shit. What a review. What a God. review. Like, it's so... There is no thought goes into the booking. There's either no thought or too much thought goes into the booking. It's weird. Um, massive pop, though, for Fred Dynage coming out oh, to present the trophies. Oh, the legend that is Fred Dynage, who we spotted in the crowd last time. He's, he's yes. come to present all the trophies uh, on this evening. Yeah, and they thought, well, if we got Fred here, we might as well get three appearances instead of one out of him by doing all these other trophy matches. I, I did put Fred is like the Hulk Hogan and the Meridian Network. He's got the same haircut, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then after that, Rules and Michaels have a brawl and they're separated by yellow shirt, teenage haircut security. Um, Sophie Blake interviews Seek and Destroy and you'll be shocked to learn they are fucking terrible interviews as well. I did put Dusty Rhodes-esque, it isn't. No, <laughs> I did not want to reach out and touch his hand on the screen at all. In fact, I don't want to be anywhere near them, let alone touch them. Uh, it just sounded like Michael Caine wannabes, didn't it? Oh, yes. <laughs> it's just two blokes from Basildon. Like, they're so dull. We'll get to, we'll get to my overall opinion of the wrestlers at the end of this, I think. Uh, so, advert, adverts now. E.T. Phone home. Yeah, two kids break up over instant messenger until E.T. convinces them not to. Fucking, it it was like the Fred Syriax of his day, like, (laughs) dating. Um, The the only other ad I really took note of in this was uh, the the ad for Egypt. Promoting it as a holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently they have a valet of the kings, according to the voiceover man, and Jesus himself put his feet up there for a bit. Yeah, old T-Jit, T-Jit on the teletext. (laughs) Um, And snail racing on the Guinness ad. Yeah, I remember that one. That was in the, um, that was, this was around the time of like the famous one with the the horses in the, in the surf, wasn't it? Yeah. He wits, that's what he does. Match number four now. Here we go. Mm -hmm. It's Riptide, not the, not the uh, Brighton wrestling promotion. (laughs) Versus... Nikita. Nikita Nurse would have had her hands full if she had to fight everybody at Riptide. <laughs> a yeah. gauntlet match. Um, this is Nikita in her second match, um, second only match. Um, yeah. The women's trophy of the transatlantic variety. Yeah. Things start out well when Nikita slips trying to go up and pose on the corner for her entrance and just gives up. Um, uh Seeing her in the black version of her traditional, what would become her traditional blue FWA gear is weird. Like, it's like when you and your mate choose the same character on Street Fighter. Yeah. So it's it's like a metallic blue number, weren't it, what she used yeah. to wear on FWA. Yeah. Um, um, I, didn't, I didn't know that Mike Carlson likes Nikita. And Webster, he, basically, he, Webster basically says the Yank the Yank women's match was shite and, yes. and Nikita is a step above. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah he says he wasn't he wasn't sure about the idea of ladies wrestling when it came up last week but nikita showed him that they're great athletes and i'm like did you watch the second women's match last week <laughs> like you like i said we can't be hard on her because it's her second ever match she is only 19 here 
Yeah. Uh, hasn't re- wrestled since last year. Uh, does have an OnlyFans, I found out. All right. Yep. Um, and uh, here does some dubious wrestling. Uh, bad arm drags. Lightest clothesline out the ring I've ever seen. Um, the crowd really want to hate Riptide, though, which is interesting. Like, she gets over as a heel very quickly. Mm. Yeah. Obnoxious and everything. Just do, yeah, stuff. just doing basic heel stuff. Um, uh, Nikita comes back with a rolling sunset flip out of the corner, uh, a move she would keep for years, actually, I seem to remember. Uh, backslide, small package for a series of two counts. We cut to the crowd, cut back, and Riptide is suddenly in control again, and I don't think anything was edited out. I just think that's what I, the match happened, and they missed the switch in the heat. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, rubbish neck breaker and a decent stalling power slam from Nikita for the win. Uh, Riptide immediately needs her heat back, apparently, uh, as she and Violet Flame double up on Nikita. Riptide also kicks the shit out of referee John Hall, who pops back up like Morningwood, not selling a thing. <laughs> hey, and um, Uzik gets involved as well, our mate, the tank. Yeah, tank run, runs down, and to one of the biggest pops of the show gives Riptide a choke slam as Mark Carlson has a conniption about a man putting his hands on a woman. Yeah. Bearing in mind, this is 2000, and this shit happened all the time in WWF and WCW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was just what happened in that era. I don't think it was that bad. This it was much better than the other two <laughs> matches. I think it was. It was I, I, well, the the common element was removed, wasn't it? There was no violet flame. Yeah. I I I suspect Riptide is possibly a, a highly competent wrestler. Um, which was why she was chosen to lead these two greenhorns. And it, like, what really fell apart was when the two who weren't very good had to wrestle each other. Yeah. Um, the, you still could not call this anything approaching a good match, though. Um, uh, Fred Dynage is back, presenting yeah, people the trophy. I would like to take this opportunity to apologize to Fred Dynage. I thought last time he'd involved in some sort of scandal. I was getting him mixed up with Frank Boff. Do you remember him? Yeah, I remember Frank Boff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, um, he he did have a scandal and had to leave the television world. Ah, right. I was thinking, um, were you getting mixed up with the other Fred Talbot? <laughs> um, Dinage's daughter is a Tory MP, though. So yeah, swings and roundabouts. Yeah, we're we're not liking him now. <laughs> uh, Sophie Blake interviews Riptide backstage and says. You were doing so well. And then Nikita just came up with that pin out of nowhere. Um, uh, Riptide complains a lot about losing and being choke slammed and vows to come back. We'll see, yeah. shall we? So going into the um, the final match, it's Britain mm. two, USA nil. <laughs> the Yanks haven't won, so I wonder what happens in the final. Mm. Well, it's the grand final. <laughs> the Goth Binbag Man. Sin versus Graves and Gary Steele. No time limit for the transatlantic title. We've Just remember this... that. No time limit. With no time limit. With seven minutes left in the program. Yes. This yes. just reminding me, Kieran, of main events from many a Nitro in WCW yes. 2000. We've got three yep. minutes left, but we've got a first blood match between Sting and Vampiro. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, the intros for this final, the hard cam shot has the crane arm right across it, 
the ring announcer stumbles over Gary Steele's hometown and the baby face comes out first. This is a taped show. <laughs> um, so um, Gary's got the bum knee, hasn't he? Yeah, so, so he comes limping down the ramp and he must have 500 members of his family in the crowd because they go nuts for him. Um, yeah. He also has different music. He's had a, he's had um, like a, a, a wailing guitar version of Land of Hope and Glory. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And this time he doesn't for whatever reason. Um, so uh, Mr. Steele manages a single arm drag before Gemini pulls his leg and Sin goes to work on the knee. Sin slaps on a figure four. Gemini pulls the rope away from him so he can't grab it to break the hold. He does anyway, but the ref isn't looking. Then she runs around the other side and does the old extra leverage pull on Sin, Sin's arms. Yeah. And your British hero, Gary Steele, gives up. Yeah. After two minutes and 36 seconds. The grand final of this tournament, after six weeks, ends with the heel winning by submission in two and a half minutes. And the Brit tapping out. Yes. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> uh, after the match, uh, Sin puts on a Scorpion Deathlock worse than the Rocks. Uh, and Gemini doesn't seem to understand that the match is over, knocking Steele's hands off the ropes for no reason. Uh, decks the ref. Carlson says, look at the smile on Gemini's face from a wide shot where we can't see her face. And I'm like, she only has one expression, and I can tell you now it's not a smile. <laughs> and then, Constipation face, probably. <laughs> and then possibly the line of the entire run, Gemini is a British woman, and she grew up idolising Fred Dynage. <laughs> I, I, can, <laughs> I can just imagine, you know, that fucking Starcroft Alan Partridge in it. <laughs> Pictures everywhere. <laughs> of all the people, Fred Dynage. Uh, so Fred comes in, he goes to check on Gary, reluctantly presents Sin with the trophy, Sin cuts a promo, fucking shite. I half expected Fred Dynage to lamp him. Or get lamped. Yeah. I don't know. It was it was weird. It was very odd. He does say he does say like you're champion for now until uh Gary is is better sin. Uh and then they roll the credits and cut to Gary in the locker room for ten seconds where he goes, throws a couple of things around and promises this is not over, but it was so you look like an idiot. Doesn't it just say everything about the British psyche that we had to be pathetic losers at the end? The only people that won anything were the ones that just showed up last week. The guy who fought his way through the tournament came away with jack shit. And the, and, the, and the fella who didn't want to win any of his matches but eventually did win his matches won the toll for all. I don't... <laughs> they set up a simple story, as you talked about, like, Gary loses to Sin in his first match, his only loss of the round robin section. He then powers up, beating everyone in his path until he meets that same dastardly heel again in the final, this time with a bad wheel. But he fights through the pain in the longest match of the whole tournament and beats the villain to win the whole thing for his fans and his country. Perfect story for the first season. What do they do? They fucked it all away for a surprise downbeat ending, hoping for a season two. You know, you know what? World of Sport in their return in the mm. um, 2000s and that. Well, their first match was um, Dave Mastiff versus Grado, mm -hmm. uh, where Grado lost um, by like a screwy finish. And then they built it up to Grado actually winning the World of Sport belt in the last match, like the feel-good moment. And yeah. 
Didn't this, they do it, all of that in the same show? They did, yes. Yeah, that's the only episode I watched. Yeah. So, um, th- 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 well, this was similar, but sadly, it didn't have the right ending, I will say. They basically did the ending for season two as the ending for season one. Yeah. And the first season of everything, you give the people what they want. Next time, you can mess with the formula. Hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. The, they had the perfect ending to a story, and they chose something else. <sighs> so, um, Transatlantic mm-hmm. Wrestling Challenge, we, we've come to the end of it now. Okay. Who, who, who can you say? Now, I remember you saying this last time. Who are hmm. the winners and who are the losers? We'll go, um, we'll go with the uh, winners first. Uh, I think David Young was probably the best thing of the whole series. So, like, he ha- he was one of the few with fire in his promos. Yeah. Um, he clearly knew how to talk. Um, he clearly knew how to wrestle. He was a consistently good wrestler. And honestly, uh, I think Sin was picked for the final because he had the evil look. Yes. And probably went, oh, didn't you know I wrestle for WCW? Um, whereas I think David Young would have been a better American heel to make it to the final. Yeah, he, he had better promo skills, definitely. Better promos and and was a better wrestler. Um, and I think I think all the way through as well, Kieran, he was the bad guy. Yeah. Whereas, whereas like um, Confederate Corey and um, Aussie Reels like switched. Yeah. Switched. Another thing, I think I mentioned it on one of the previous shows we did. Like, I think another good story would have been um, like Aussie Rules because he was. He wasn't American, but he was wrestling with the Americans. Him losing a match and then, like, effectively, like, kicking him out of the group. And while yeah. he can't officially join the other side, we use the Commonwealth angle that, like, the Brits sympathise with him. Mm. Um, and you could do the opposite with a Brit. For example, you know, the Cumbrian cowboy, the Americans embrace him as a real cowboy. They they think he's got what it takes. So yeah. you can switch. You can switch people over like that. Um, uh, Johnny Moss and John Ryan, I will say, both looked good when it came to the actual wrestling, and as did Gary Steele, actually, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Prodigy, because I, I thought Johnny Moss was was excellent, to be honest. Yeah, he did have like when it came to I came to individual spots for sure. So like he had a, he got to show off a lot of impressive things, and like and I think as much as you can for this type of show where the wrestling just kind of speeds by in a perfunctory manner. Like he will be something, he is something to remember from this, from this show. Um, I thought prodigy and Kazina to some extent were, were also fine though. Like, like the B tier perhaps. Yeah. And, uh, sin occasionally scraped into the B tier. Everybody else was just there or actively dreadful. One thing I will say about prodigy, he never got, um, he never got his revenge on the, no, no, no. So remember the list of things that needs to be resolved. Yes. So we did resolve the tournament, obviously. Uh, we sort of resolved New South versus Bad Attitude. And then the other two things, Prodigy's beef with the commissioner and Corey Williams versus John Hall, never got resolved. No. Commissioner is still a heel, never got his comeuppance. Um, and in fact, a bad guy won the tournament. So uh, he got what he wanted in Gary Steele not winning. Um and they transferred any of the heat that was between Hall and Williams onto Mike Carlson with no explanation or notice. And I'm I'm not saying that, you know, uh, uh, wrestler versus referee was going to be miles better than commentator versus referee, but it's still, you know, pointless, isn't it? 
Um, yeah. I this whole thing was awful. Like, I, I, with great apologies to everybody involved in it, nobody ever sets out to make something bad. Like, no. you don't like bad movies don't happen on purpose. But everybody involved wants to make the best thing they can, and sometimes the stars just don't align. Well, the stars were in different fucking postcodes for this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will, I will, I will say one thing, Kieran, um, mm. before you um, expand on your point is um, mm. on, on the Twitter exchange with like Mike White. Um, it did say, it did sort of say like the premise of the show, what we did want was mm. actually pretty good, but it's once the TV, the TV execs get involved, they have a different mm. idea. Yeah, and. It's it's always been the case, like we said, with like World of Sport when it came back, where wrestling people want and and fans expect like wrestling things, yeah. whereas TV execs expect gladiators, all, uh, gladiators, ninja warrior, foam yeah. fingers. Yeah, there you go. yeah, tis the way it is. Um, I think the wrestlers chosen were by and large free of charisma and also some cases actual wrestling talent. Uh, like I said, I don't want to be harsh on Nikita because we were seeing her first two matches ever. But Violet Flame, Muscles Manfield, Ruckus, Psycho Steve, Seek and Destroy, Paul Vault, Kung Poo Kid all at least had some experience, and not one of them had any business wrestling on television. Yeah. Or wrestling in some cases. Um, production was bad in a lot of cases with a team that clearly weren't used to shooting wrestling and then not knowing. Um, not only not knowing how to do it live, but not knowing how to save it in the edit when it goes wrong. Um, booking and continuity were shocking. Everybody could be a face or a heel, depending on which way the wind was blowing that week, regardless of how they were positioned last week, or in some cases, three minutes ago. Uh, and while the tournament itself was bad, I think everything around the female wrestlers and the tag team stuff was just, it was diabolical. It was all yeah. rushed and nonsensical. Like, the i the very idea of tag teams was brought up in well i mean they sowed the idea of tag teams with new south and bad attitude being aligned quite early idea, was learning yeah but then the idea of a tag match didn't come up until episode three or four and then women were mentioned for the first time in episode five out of six yeah i think i think in, when we did the early like the first two episodes mm. and i think you mentioned all oh, there's like a tag tournament tag tournament yeah. What I'd be on the way, and we and we try to work out in my head. Surely yeah. got to, you know, how do how do you fit that in? Yeah, yeah. and then their tag tournament, as we said, was two matches with two and a half teams. Yeah, very very weird. Like I remember, we were kind of left with a glimmer of hope at the end of episode two, saying like, oh, you know, we'd heard this is bad, and you know, like, some of it is bad, but you know, there might be something good to come out of it. But like. Three and four worked against that. Episode five, I'm not kidding, nearly finished me off. That was <laughs> horrific television. And six didn't redeem the series. Um, yeah, the, the the brawl into the football first studio in episode four was the highlight of the whole run for me. That's my rant. Got anything to say? Um, to be honest, I still found myself doing about 10, 10 pages of fucking A5 notes. Yeah. On it's because they cram, they cram so much in, and none of it's good. So you have to write it down because, like, it's going to come up in conversation at some point. Who are your winners and losers in this in this whole scenario? Losers are definitely anybody who watched the fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel more culturally enriched for having watched this. 
Um, so um, my winners would probably be Johnny Moss. He was mm-hmm. one of my favourites. Um, try to think now. So yeah, Johnny Moss, Gary Steele. I thought he was a bit, bit bland, but he improved. He had the skill, if even if he didn't have the personality, and they were kind of hanging on him because he had that NWA title run, which gets mentioned at some point. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought Webster and Carlson were very good on commentary. They were okay. I, they, think. I think their sort of style's similar to what Excalibur and Taz do. Just trying to have a, <laughs> you know, like have a bit of a, a jolt with it. Yeah, however, the uh, Excalibur and Taz stuff feels off the cuff, whereas this felt yeah. like they had every line written down. In a yeah, yeah. Got, got to get this. And I think who's it similar like that on WCW 2000, Mark Madden. Yeah, he's just basically got a book of shit he wants to get through. Yeah, and uh, and nearly ninety five percent of it, Kieran was was crap. What he come up with? Um, try to think now. So I think it just seen some of the awfully bad wrestlers in it, like the tank. Yeah, the tank, fucking kung fu. I kid. left it. I left him off my list of shit wrestlers. I can't believe it. Yeah, but if you like, you you got a field of sixteen people. And between us, we could name seven or eight of them who are dreadful. Yeah. You know, David Young was obviously pretty good. I thought Aussie, Aussie Rules were all right and Confederate. Fine, like, you know, Aussie Rules will fill out a card. You can, you'll put him in, in the third match of your, you know, he'll fill in for somebody who forgot their gear or, you know, got held up in traffic or whatever. Yeah. Um, what's it? Muscles Mansfield, I found out, is actually still wrestling to this day. Any bigger? Um, he's doing the same gimmick, <laughs> where they actually tell him to keep his robe on. Have you, have you ever seen, uh, it, I don't know how much DDT you've seen, have you ever seen Gorgeous Matsuno? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I imagine he is, he used to be a wrestler, he's not very good, he's now in his 60s. And they still trot him out as a wrestler. And he still basically wears the same gear. He basically looks like an ancient Magnum Tokyo. Right. Bloody hell. And the gimmick is he's old and crap and thin. And I just imagine, like, with this being 22 years ago, that Muscles Mansfield must look like like a a British gorgeous Matsuno now. Very similar. Very similar, I would say. And, um, yeah, I I think that's probably... Probably it from like winners and losers, I could say. For for me, watching watching this, um, watching mm. it back, it's been fun in a bad way. Yeah, I mean, it's been tremendous fun to talk about it with you, yeah. like to come and do these shows. But like that television program is is actively not good. <laughs> yeah, but like we said before, you can see like the many errors that they made with this show in. Mm. Like, what they did later on with uh with world of sport but uh yeah so they they the withering touch of itv when it comes to wrestling well certainly so Mm. um so yeah that's the end of transatlantic wrestling challenge um want to do something else yeah can can we turn you back here (laughs) yeah go on then uh a peek behind the curtain we've already talked about this we Uh, have uh, we're going to do UWA Wrestling Rampage. This is Rampage, baby. Uh, <laughs> this uh, this aired um, a year before. So this is from 1999. Yes. Uh, starting in May. I think they take, the first taping was uh, April and they aired it in May. Um, should we go two at a time like this one? 
Yes. All right. Cool. I think there's I a think few more about, episodes of this. I think there's about four, they're about forty minutes each, aren't they? Yeah, it's a TV hour. Yeah. So we're not. I don't think we're going to get any of the fun ad breaks that we got in this one. No. Uh, and as far as I know, they are all available on YouTube apart from episode eighteen, which has been missing for years. So if you are listening to this and at the bottom of your VHS or DVD collection happen to have a copy of UWA Wrestling Rampage episode eighteen, please get in touch. Yes, we, we would uh, gladly uh, want that episode. But this mm. is the one with um, the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels on, isn't it? Is it? Or was that UCW? Or was that UCW? I'm sure yeah. I'm sure it's in his, um, his um, receding hairline on one of the thumbnails. Who's it on these shows? Um, the show Stealer. Well, well, I can tell you we've got uh, Doug Williams is on these shows. Phil Powers is on these shows. Kerry Cabrero. Uh, Stevie Knight is on these shows. Uh, who else? Um, uh, Paul Terrell. Uh, uh, Jody Fleisch and Johnny Storm are on these shows. Uh, Mark Sloan turns up. Uh, it's all your, uh, your favourite British wrestlers of the early... Uh, uh, Alex Shane is indeed on at least one of these shows. Hey. There you go. Um, so yeah, we, we, we've got that coming up here, haven't we? But um, what have you been doing recently on the uh, Must See matches and DD Teach? Uh, so DD Teach is the uh, the first son that my uh, podcast partner and I, Mark Buckley, had together. <laughs> uh, it's a monthly show about DDT pro wrestling, and the idea is he's the expert and I'm the noob, and he teaches me something every month about DDT. And the most recent episode we put out was the current uh, profile of the current current champion. I can't even speak. Um, Kazusada Higuchi. Um, that went out a couple of weeks ago, which is pretty fun. Uh, the other show we have is oh, you can follow that on Twitter at ddteachpod. Uh, the other show we have is Must See Matches, which is at Must See Matches on Twitter. And um, last couple of episodes we've done on that, we did. Um, I think the one we were going to do the last time I spoke to you was Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels Iron Man match from WrestleMania 12. Uh, we then did DIY versus The Revival two out of three falls from NXT TakeOver Toronto. Yeah. And then we are stuck in the year 2016 as we then did... Uh, uh, Sean Orleans came on and did Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura from April the 1st, 2016, which was NXT TakeOver Dallas. And as I mentioned, uh, literally tomorrow night, we are recording the next episode uh, with Alan Forel. And that will be also 2016. Uh, that is Kenny Omega versus Tetsuya Naito, the B-Block final from uh, the G1 Climax of that year. So that will be a load of fun. And let me tell you, it was a fucking palate cleanser after this. <laughs> um, if you want to follow me, I am at Kieran Edits on Twitter. Back when Naito had knees. Back when Naito had knees, yes. And uh, Kenny wasn't just like broken bones held together by skin. The, the good old days of... Uh, the good old days, yeah. And um, when New Japan was still a watchable product. Definitely so. Um, give that a listen. As I, I always say, it's a good bus ride. It is indeed a good bus ride, and I can't ask for a better review than that. Um, as ever, you can follow me on Twitter at Occupart3, um, also at GCP Podcast One. You can also catch me on Grapple FPL Club every Thursday, where um, I'm known as Mr. Chips because I've used all my fantasy chips. 
and taking many a minus to fucking uh, try and move up the table. I am currently 142nd in the league. Uh, <laughs> Out of one hundred and forty-one, out of one. Thank God, Mar- thank God, Martin Bushby and Cooley are holding me up near the bottom. Uh, <laughs> but um, as ever, cheers, Kieran. Thank pleasure. you. Always a pleasure. Uh, this has been GCP. Thank you. Bon voyage. <laughs>